0: all right hello everyone and welcome to the lara canfield show the Awakening happiness now global series thank you so much for being here with us today and my good friend elizabeth wood is back with us yay we always have such wonderful conversations and um i just enjoy having her on the show we're ta- we're going to be talking about the coming unification of consciousness what does that mean right so we're going to talk about what's happening in human evolution right now we're going to talk about how mystical merger and unification are related what's coming in the near future that we need to prepare for and how to reclaim your your remembrance of your true self all that and more and for those of you celebrating today happy shivratri happy mahashivratri it's the great night of shiva so i'm offering you all so much peace and blessings and may all your dreams wishes come true so you can pray to shiva for whatever you want and and this is the night when all dreams wishes come true so enjoy (laughs) um so yeah it's my one of my favorite days of the year and i'm so glad that we get to share this day with elizabeth and with all of you and for those of you who don't know elizabeth she's been on our show many times and each time we learn something new we get new ah ahas we get new tools and resources to use in our day-to-day life um, that are simple and easy to use and fun sometimes (laughs) and so today more of that. And so um, she is considered an advanced seer. And Elizabeth works on the cutting edge of galactic and quantum anthropology, trauma healing and futurism. And with her lifelong ability to see into and work with all dimensions, her theoretical and psychic work has helped people all over the world. She's called the Living Library and Oracle, and she has spent her whole life studying anthropological theory, quantum physics, ancient and modern medicine, She has two science degrees, including a master's in applied anthropology. And her philosophies and practices bridge science and spirituality to support real change in the world. And right now, we are experiencing major real change in the world. But how can we experience this change with a bit more ease and grace? So, Elizabeth, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to join you on this special day and the benevolence of Shiva. And the divine masculine. all right
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's just like, like you know, whenever I think about Shiva, it just brings me so much joy. Just thinking about him, feeling his presence. So of course, he is one of my main guides and teachers and gurus that I work with. So please allow him to enter into your space today, just to receive his blessings, because we will all receive his blessings today, for whatever we are wanting and needing in our lives. So. Um, but I, you know, I don't like to bring in, you know, it's not religious, you know, stuff. It's just spiritual, Okay. Right. So um, I don't like to talk a lot about religion, but it's—I don't think of it that way because I don't go to anyway. Let's talk about something else because <laughs> <laughs> you know it is how it is. Um, so th- thank you so much, everyone, for being here. I see some Canadians, so awesome. Welcome. You know, I'm Canadian, right? So. Um, I always love to see my Canadian family here. (laughs) So Elizabeth, we were just talking before we went live and we were just, you know, of course, having a great time chit-chatting about what's going on in our lives. And we were talking about, you know, everything that's the upheaval, we'll say, that's going on right now with Russia, the Ukraine. So suddenly COVID's on the back burner, (laughs) right? But beyond that, there's so much going on in our own personal lives as well. Right, there's, you know, we are experiencing a lot as what you know, the collective is globally, but individually we are experiencing a lot. And how can we, you know, have more ease, have more grace and even get some greater insight into how to proceed?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting playing field at the moment. So let me give you a glance at that, right? And so we can zoom out a bit and check this out because everything's very, very clear at the moment. But one of the weirdest things that's really clear, like clear like glass, is our projections on the world. And people are holding on to these projections. Some of it is like really thick glass, nine, 10 feet thick glass, right? And it's being put under pressure. And so it's starting to crack. And people are starting to notice that their own projection that they've really worked hard on and so brilliantly have created is cracking under the pressure of consciousness. And then we have folks who've been really doing that self-inquiry path and digging into their attachments, their expectations, their judgments of the world, like judgments of Russia or judgments of Ukraine or judgments of one another, judgments of politics right and that is a thinner glass now we all project all of us even enlightened people project it's normal it's part of the built-in human system but the difference is is that the enlightened folks like you all we work really hard on making sure that that glass is very thin and that it's easily shattered you see there's a really interesting way to navigate this to allow your projections to be shattered every day and to allow yourself to feel more connected and one to everything that's a surrender rather than a piece of work an effort it actually takes more effort to keep that projection in place than it does to allow it to shatter and for you to surrender to oneness It doesn't mean it's not something that's scary, but in proper good mysticism, you need to suss out everything you're afraid of all the time and follow those things diligently. And one of those things might be the shattering of your reality. And that's exactly what's happening to us. But what is behind the pressure? The pressure is actually the collective's energetic that they we we aren't separate from that, that we have brought forth for our evolution. Now in consciousness, it looks like a black wave. And the ancients talk about this, the native people even here in Ecuador have literally named it the black wave of consciousness. So many native groups all over the world have named this. They saw it coming. It's the last wave, it's the black wave. If we were to look at it from say the seventh dimension, which is the angelic realms, the demonic realm is throwing everything they have at us. They have nothing to lose. This is actually really good news because they're throwing their principalities at us. They're throwing their tippy top Balrog level stuff at us. The kings of chaos, the king of apathy. I had a dream about him the other day The king of apathy a silent demon of apathy the king of envy the king of lust the king of pride these are the things that are here wandering the earth now drawing out our projections putting pressure on the human race and so what does this really mean this means that All aspects of your layers of reality are going to continue to shatter. It's not just one shattering. It's shattering every day. It's new energy every day. So you need to have your projections be paper thin. That's the best mode of operating at this point. And when we have these big, thick ones, now they're starting to crack and people are beginning to panic because they can't imagine... They haven't spent time imagining doing mystical dreaming like all of you are especially capable of because you're aware and mystically dreaming what it's going to be like or what it could be like beyond the projection of a comfortable reality. So it's extremely uncomfortable right now. We've got all the massive amounts of what looks like darkness coming down upon us putting all this pressure on us but look closer at it it's made of all of your fears it's made of the baggage that you weren't necessarily willing to release yourself from this past solstice or this past year it's made of your subconscious it's made of the things that you have forgotten that you're afraid of and It's made of the genetic trauma we haven't healed. It's made of light. So all that is trauma or traumatic, it's treasure. It's full of power. It's consciousness under pressure. And this huge wave of pressure is putting us under pressure. It's a double time level of pressure. It's personal and it's also collective. It's galactic. It has to do with our galactic history literally all the adversaries we've ever had are at our feet. But my friends, because you're at the edge of consciousness, and this is where the unification comes in. This is the answer to the wave. This is how we shatter the wave and be willing to let our reality and our projection shatter every day. When you're at the edge of the the levels of consciousness that we're at right now, when you're at the cutting edge like all of us are, there's no one who's not, there's nobody leading, there's nobody following right now. It's us at the edge. And when you're doing that, when you're on the front lines like we are at, we often forget to turn around and actually look at who has our back. And we actually have new allies now on this planet that we've never had before, that never existed in our galaxy because what has happened with this experiment Here in consciousness is the power is so pure and so palpable it's actually drawn in new interest from other galaxies and so because our electromagnetic field of our planet is weakening and it will become extraordinarily weak very quickly at this point it's exponential so we have about 20 years before it really gets to zero That means that the entry point to Earth, to Gaia's presence, is quite wide open. And so we do have many new beings here. But we also have all of our greatest allies, all of our ancestors from the stars, all of the angelic, like all of the angelic. Don't worry about that demonic stuff. The principalities of the angelic, the tippy top of the angels, they're called the celestials. They have your back. They are the embodiment of oneness and completion. They are the embodiment of knowledge and wisdom, the embodiment of healing. These are the true names of the Celestials. Seriously, don't worry about Mr. King of Apathy over there. He's nothing in comparison. He's a fallen principality. And soon he's going to think twice about the choices he made to be that anyway, because of what we're here to do. So. As we notice our allies and take a glance at that and be in gratitude, all the ancestors are celebrating us. They are literally clapping every single day at the immense amount of work you've done. Now, the other day I was beating myself up in front of my friend and I'm like, you know, this whole pleasure thing, I'm trying to like, learn how to fill my cup before I toss this cup out once and for all. I know what it's like to live gracefully in pain. I know what it's like to live with an empty cup and still manage consciousness, but I don't know what it's like to have a full cup and do that too. And I really have to do that before I throw this cup out. And she looked at me and she's like, are you insane? Seriously, you have lived in one of the hardest times of human consciousness where there's not only been more pressure and more oppression than ever before on humanity, but you've actually done it with incredible grace when you only had access to half of the experience. So stop beating yourself up. You finally now have access to the other half, which is joy, which is pleasure, which is being able to experience these things without attachment instead to radiate them as pure light, just as I've learned and many of you have learned how to radiate pure light out of your own suffering, seriously. And so this whole finding all my weaknesses, finding what I'm not good at and beating myself up over how I should have been able to do this by now, even though I'm only 40 years old and here, I'm not sure exactly what I keep thinking I expect from myself. But that being said, here we are and we get the rest of the menu. So why am I, you know, letting myself freak out over my own projections on myself, by the way, you know, these dysmorphic projections on ourselves that we have when I was actually disabled the entire time. And so were you. Not anymore. It's over. The whole menu is allowed. The whole entire perspective, the spectrum of the library of consciousness is at your fingertips now. There is no door in the library of consciousness that's not open because so many of us have worked our butts off for eons to open all of them like you have. So that's where we're at, at the moment. And what we need to do is prepare for this continued pressure to get closer and closer and more personal, but then also stand in unity. You see the real power in all of this is actually neutrality. It will be people from all walks of life, people from all religions, people from surprising positions that will stand in power, in sovereign power and neutrality And this pillar of unity will arise from the chaos that happens as the people of the light get put under further pressure. There will be a gathering. There is a gathering in us that matches the power of this wave, and this wave will shatter in its presence. That means that trauma no longer will be the same kind or level of trauma that we've been used to for 500,000 years. Now trauma is going to be seen for what it is, an incredible co-creative process of learning about part of the library of consciousness. There's a perfection that is understood when you stand in neutrality. But that kind of leads into, well, how do you really get to neutral? Well, I think it's a little different for everybody, Alara. But one of the things that I think is very apparent to me is joy. And so I kind of had this whole argument with a friend of mine. And I said, you know, this whole joy thing, you know, uh, I don't buy it. I'm I've I'm not easily in a state of joy. I've been the oldest of seven kids. I really gave up a lot of my own joy to keep the peace, right? That's fake. (laughs) That's a false peace. That's a fragile peace that's not going to last. And it never did, never does. It's like, well, I'm not going to leave the relationship because it's good enough, because I'm afraid to let something good go to get something great. So to keep the peace, I'm not gonna be in joy. This is a lie and it's a lie. I've been lying to myself my whole life. And so I've realized, oh my gosh, I, you know, I can't throw the cup out. Like in every other lifetime, I would have thrown the cup out and been like, not even worried about the cup, totally doing this without a cup, <laughs> doing it with my head. You can't do that anymore you have to be in your body right now enlightenment is embodiment at this point so the rules have totally changed it's extremely formless right now so you have to be in your body the gift of formlessness is actually form and to say oh my gosh I really am in this beautiful body that is a female body thank you so much or a male body like wow body I'm impressed that every cell right now is choosing to be with me. That's exactly what's happening. You're co-creating your body right now. Your consciousness is literally convincing all these little cells and all the bacteria in the, the biome to hang out with you. That's how cool you are. That consciousness at an incredible level is attracted to hanging out with you. That's why the whole collective of humans is so attractive to so many different beings at this point. It's the same. We're drawing in incredible amounts of power. Why do you think demons are interested in us? Why do you think bad guys are interested in us? And they're not usually ever as bad as you think. Once you discover all of their history, usually it's pretty sad and it makes more sense why they do what they do. But in the end, instead of enemies, we really have just people who are learning from professors of consciousness at our fingertips. And when you take a look at a principality like the king of chaos, he is one of our greatest professors. He's showing up right now and giving you a masterclass in the truth, which is that even chaos is made of light in the end, ultimately. It all goes home to the same place no matter what event occurs, including trauma. It all ends up creating incredible amounts of learning. Therefore, it is loved because it exists. So we're in this fascinating, very strange position that has never, ever happened to humanity before with everything new at our fingertips, including a brand new menu of energy and the, in, in fact, the requirement, the duty of being in joy. So my challenge to you, the tool is to ask yourself, what is keeping me from my joy right now? And being very willing to chip away at that and to try your best every day to fill your cup, my friends. It is not an act of individuation. It is not an act of ego. It's actually a great duty because your joy gives an incredible amount of power to the collective to be able to stand in neutrality and say, you can't break my joy. You can't take this. That creates a peace that is lasting instead of a peace that is simply based on a temporary state that you're trying to do to get by with just what's good enough. And this whole stoic starvation of the existential human experience is the greatest lie at the moment to be unraveled in front of us. So that's the playing field we're on and how strange and interesting and amazing it is. Wow, that was
0: so powerful. I just have to say you brought up so many wonderful points. I was like getting these like uh ahas and ding, 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 especially like the the part about the body, right? You know, all of our, like all of our cells, all of our biome, all of our bacteria. You know, everything wants to be a part of us. Wants to be here with us, right? Instead of it being, you know, a chore. But it's like this body wants to be here with us. You know, with our consciousness, with our history, with everything. And that that was just like I never heard anybody talk about the body in that way before so beautiful it was just like i was i was more people could talk about the body
1: in that way and how oh yeah <laughs> well if it's born of necessity i'm in a difficult body um I, some of you know i have ehlers-danlos syndrome don't look it up it's really depressing um <laughs> but it causes a huge amount of physical pain is one of the aspects of it but here this is this is a great nutshell Because a lot of you have physical pain too, or mental, emotional, all of the above, right? So this Ehlers-Danlos syndrome thing, Alara, something happened that recently that I want to share that is really beautiful, that changed my whole attitude about it. So for a long time, and even on this show, I'm like, I'm going to change my genetics. That's the point of me being in this body. Well, at first I thought the point was karmic debt. Because my last life wasn't so pleasant whatsoever. It was actually pure evil on purpose. So that I could be informed in this life and know what the heck I'm doing and have a lot of compassion for these folks who are playing in the dark. So I and I, and I do. So one of the things that happens a lot of the times is, you know, people of the darkness may even come to me, which has happened and I can see them for who they truly are because they're not so bad in comparison. Um, that being said, I thought it was debt and, it, and that's not how karma works. Your karma doesn't follow you over lifetimes, folks. It's actually every moment it gets expressed. Um, but the, that's actually a weird misnomer around karma. And then I learned more about, you know, okay, well, then maybe I'm here to change genetics, change my genetics and change my blueprint. Cause my blueprint is um, not correct. I don't create collagen properly. So one of the main building blocks of the body is not correct. And it causes all sorts of strange issues. And so I thought that, well, I had a friend of mine and she said, there's this great grand healer named Avatala. And He's like literally pounding at my door saying, you need to send her to come see me. So I did a session and I went to go see this being named Avatala. And he greeted me like an old friend and he knew me very clearly. He knew me and sat me on his table and he's like, what can I do for you? And I said, well, I want to heal Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Would you help me do that? And he started laughing at me. And he's like, I knew it. I knew you were gonna forget why you picked this body. And I'm like, oh geez, really? Okay, well, I did, I forgot, tell me. And he says, Elizabeth, you have three times as much power as an average soul. And you knew that in this lifetime, you needed to be as formless as possible. And so you picked a female body and that covered one aspect of formlessness, and that's really important attribute of the feminine is it's very formless. We're we're conduits of lots of power. We, and as what's happening, really one of the biggest changes that we'll see over the next two years is the divine feminine taking the reins of power again, but with great grace and gentleness, not in a retribution against the patriarchy. And then I said, okay, and he said, but, You know, that's not going to be enough. You needed twice as much, three times as much formlessness. So you pick this body because it's so formless that you'll be able to do the job you came to do, which is to be a source of enlightened light on this planet and that and nothing else. And he said, You finished half the job, you figured out how to turn your physical pain into light because that's all pain is folks. I really want you to take a look at your pain. Pain is light. It's got an incredible amount of power. Let it beam out of you and you'll literally physically change. It's incredible what happens. So he's like, you did half the job. Now the rest of the job is to become light. And he showed me a, a, a vision of the star Vega. And he said, that's what you're supposed to look like. And I was so moved by the fact that I had really, really punished myself in believing that I deserved this pain for a long time. And then when I stopped believing that, that I should change it. And now I've stopped believing that too. And instead, it is literally my path to this state to have my full body be a source of this light, source light, not me, not my light, something far deeper. And so that effort is very clear to me now, and it's simplified. So we're not here to throw the pain out with the bathwater, folks, but there is an incredible amount of joy in that becoming light peace. Now, that doesn't mean all of you need to go on this enlightenment path. I think it's actually A difficult and unusual path. I think that being the best you, being willing to make one of your duties joy, being willing to be in benevolence, being willing to be a man for the sake of being a man and no other reason not to be a breadwinner, not to be a leader, not to be a soldier, not to be a warrior, not to be parent. that is not why you're human you are a man for the sake of being a man you're a woman for the sake of being a woman no other foundational reason needs to be there and that has a lot of pure joy there's some peace in that there's a stillness in that So we're dropping all the programming around, all the beingness that we're doing, especially in our pain, because now it's time. It's time to not only take down the entire house, but to crack open the foundation. And what are you gonna find? What's underneath that? The earth and your body, Mm -hmm. and they are not separate. That's what's there. Yeah, it is really important for us to see our bodies, Lara, properly at this
2: point.
0: Yeah, and I think we've always kept our bodies separate from who we are and less than right. That's, uh, oh sorry. Um. And so you also talked about joy. And you're about joy, but is it possible that some people don't even know what joy feels like? Me. That's what it is. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah i i have a hard time with joy and happiness i was always willing to just be at peace and that was good enough for me and so that um like to just get by with peace right so i would argue most of us are terrified of being happy for a really good reason because it's probably going to go away right? (laughs) But that's because we attach our joy to things that actually are going to change because that's inevitable. So at one, one point in time, I was sitting there by a river eating this beautiful lunch, having a great conversation. And I realized I was really, really happy and it scared the crap out of me. And I'm like, why am I so afraid of being happy? Well, Cause in that moment, I'm like, it's gonna disappear. And I don't wanna get attached to this feeling. Instead of savoring it, instead of finding it in my body and saying, I wanna allow this moment to expand from me. I was trying to hold on to it when it's, you can't hold on to a ripple. You can't hold on to a ripple in consciousness. So I'm trying to hold on to something that I can't hold on to. Try holding on to a rainbow. Good luck. You'll never do it. You know, so what am I gonna do? Well, it needs to ripple out from you. It needs to be still and just be present with it. Find it in your heart and your body. And that's that's a key thing. Like I'd always try to do it with my head. It doesn't work. You have to find it in your body, find it in your heart. You find the stillness of it. You allow the experience and it ripples out. And then the experience expands and it's always there because it's part of the changeable and it's also coming from source. So then your happiness can't be lost because it's not attached to anything that is going to go away. It's literally only connected to one thing and that's the place it came from, from the beginning, which was the source field, which was God. So that doesn't go away there's only one thing that doesn't go away and that's the screen that the movie's being played on the movie's always going to change it has to that's the nature of these dimensions and this experience experience but the screen the movie screen the stillness of source the light that is clear and doesn't move that doesn't go away And so, your attention ought to be on the screen. And when you do that, you can feel it in your body. You can feel the movie. You can feel the ripple of the time and space and reality and the form and the universe containing all things. You can feel it. But that too arises from source. And then there's no attachment anymore. Then there's no loss then there's no terror that you're not going to stay happy so practicing that question of well what's blocking me first from joy and then you go dip your toe in joy and notice just how terrifying it really is <laughs> to be joyful and and you fill your cup a little bit every day with that presence of noticing how it arises from source through your body through the physical experience, and then out into all of the universe. And it doesn't stop. It continues to ripple out and affect everything around you. You see, this is the cool part about death, is when you actually step out of these beautiful vessels, you get to actually see what I'm talking about. You'll be able to go through your life because it's there. It's literally a book in the library. You're reading it. You're the one who wrote it anyway. That's why it's so familiar. But when you're reading that book from outside the perspective of the embodiment, you start to actually recognize just how much every tiny little feeling, thought, word, hope, terror, pain, all how it actually affected the rest of the universe, not just this planet. So you get to see that. That's the cool part of remembering your lifetimes. And I remember all my lifetimes now, but I can remember now exactly how all this works, which is why now I'm focused on joy because I remember. So for those of you who have trouble with joy, I think that that's absolutely normal and that you can let that go. It doesn't have to remain so that is what has happened over the past million years. And fair enough that you're not familiar with joy that's to be expected mm-hmm. from this. And now it's your chance to learn something new, folks. So I have no idea what is going to happen, but I'm diving headfirst into this. I'm doing a backflip right into this joy thing. Awesome. Mostly, mostly because I'm on the enlightenment path and I don't have a choice. So <laughs> yeah. I have to do this. I have to. If I'm gonna open this door to non-attachment, I can't just open one. My my butt's too big. I'm not gonna fit through that door. So <laughs> you open both doors. Yeah. You're gonna open both doors. That's what it's gonna take to reconcile that polarity of pain and joy. It's a huge one for humanity right now.
0: Yeah. Wow. And and, and it's, it's true, we have to get the knowledge or wisdom from both sides, right? From the pain and from the joy without attachment for either either side, yeah. So Elizabeth, we have uh, some people with their hands raised. We have some questions in the chat. You wanna take t- yes, t- t- some Yes,
2: let's take some questions.
0: All right, Caroline, you wanna go first? I'll take your question first.
2: Hi, my lovely. Hi. Elizabeth is my go-to my I'm so glad. My, my shaman sister. <laughs> Love you so much. Thank you. Um what's been happening this year for me is I have found this new level of humility, humbleness, humility. And in that and my daily rituals and doing the work what has happened and what I'd like your viewing on to see what what's coming up, why it's why it's coming up very clearly. I'm seeing the faces and meditation of a few of my, uh, of the abusers that were in my life in this life and they're here and they're just looking at me. So I've done a forgiveness ritual with them and they keep popping up. So what's, what's the further message here, please?
1: Yeah, this is good. I like this. This is really interesting because we can pick out a lot of tyrants in our lives. Right. And we could go on a lot of levels. We could look at political tyrants. We could look at like elite tyrants, personal tyrants, and in this case, an abuser is a personal tyrant. So, what source is asking from us now is not not necessarily forgiveness. Now, I think forgiveness is definitely important in this case with the personal piece, if you can do that. But sometimes that's not your job. So, I'm not telling all of you to forgive your tyrants, necessarily. That's not always your job. But what you can do, what would happen if all of us made a huge effort every day to send blessings and prayer and healing and hope to all of these extraordinarily corrupted people? What would happen if we stopped naming them as tyrants and naming them what they really are, souls who are in a human experience playing out a very specific part of a polarity that they have to learn about. What would happen if we actually did a soul to soul hello, a full body hello, you exist, therefore you are loved. And then we offer healing, hope, joy, peace, energetically as gifts to the feet of the souls of these people. A lot of times people end up as tyrants because they they too were victims of something and they too are suffering. And many of them are protecting themselves with narcissism and violence and cruelty because they feel that's the only way they can meet their needs at every level. And what if we nurtured instead the soul of those people and offered them incredible amounts of power and healing, which we're all capable of, and not just the people we like? What would that world look like? It kind of reminds me of, uh, Caroline, um, a lot of African tribes have a tradition where when someone perpetrates something wrong, they gather around them and nurture them and heal them and tell them, that they are worthy of doing great things and that they are worthy of love, this is the first step and it's a very ancient way and a new way both for us to actually change this planet. So in this case, if I were you, I'd try something a little different. I would do a full body hello and I would do a soul to soul hello, nothing more. And open a golden path, gold being very neutral, I love this from my friend Melissa, she taught me that, gold being a neutralizing light, and saying, I neutrally offer you healing soul to soul. Mm -hmm. And this is something very different than what we're used to doing so give it a try because that's what's coming up right now about what we can be doing from here and how this will unfold at a different level all over the world for all of us.
2: Oh my God, I, I'm in tears. I'm in tears. I'm glad I brought in the humility part to begin with because it just feels like such a... Huh. It feels well, like your,
1: your humility is truly beautiful. That's what it takes for us to be truly benevolent and truly enjoy. Joy takes some serious humility, man.
2: Because I was, I was forgiven. I was telling them that, you know, you're forgiven. You know, I, I called this in my life, and, you know, I I chose this, so it's not a fault. It's not a, and and they keep coming up. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this further opening 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 them up to to. to it feels like freedom. They need them. To them.
1: They need your help now. Yeah, they yeah. need you now. They need you now. Isn't that a? The oh. tyrants need us now. Wow.
2: <laughs> it's so beautiful. I can't even. In my heart is just like, wow, because they knew so they knew much. I would be able to do that. Right. Yes. This lifetime. So oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I thank think you so well. Yeah, that's powerful. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, that's amazing. And. I think we can all do a little bit of that for a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff in our lives, a lot of people in our lives. That's, you know, hitting home, hitting home for sure. So thank you. Um, David, want to unmute yourself? I'm not going to try and say your last name. I don't want to butcher it.
1: That's okay. Agenbach is the last name.
0: Um, Agenba. Thank you.
3: Hi, Elizabeth. Good to see you.
0: You too.
1: Um, I'm here with Sarah. We're watching from different rooms in the same house. Um, I have a question about
3: the physical pain and how that functions in in this
1: process. Um, I've had a body that's been very difficult for decades and fought it for a long time, have gone through periods of really working on it and others have just like to hell with it. I'm just gonna live my life as best I can. and. Um, it, it seems to have one thing after another. If I get one thing resolved, something else pops up. It
3: seems like my yeah. body just wants to wants to be dealing with difficulty for some reason. Um, and I'm just wondering how that fits into our, mm-hmm. our function here.
1: Yeah, so two things. First, there is actually literally a template of wisdom about pain because when the original humans way before gaia way before this experiment here when we were actually experiencing bodies we'd get hurt and it was new to us so we were like what just happened to my finger this is amazing (laughs) um and this is actually a more correct attitude to pain what happens is because um we are taught in so many different ways, especially through genetic trauma to avoid and dislike pain, now we believe that we're supposed to get rid of it or that we're supposed to not have it. That's not at all how this experiment was built. You need pain. Pain tells you something really important. Most of the time, so like this genetic issue that I have um, is not included in this. It, it's a whole other issue of why I genetically have physical pain, but which we just covered. It was because of the importance of formlessness for me in this life. But pain is actually an emotional cue. So once it's become physical pain, it has been well solidified in your subconscious and conscious as an emotional piece. And it'll show up all over the body and it'll move around. That's why it doesn't stop because actually the root cause isn't your body at all. The root causes your emotions. And so the, there's trauma being held in your body. And that can also then create a cascade effect and aggravate many attributes in the body, creating a full body, pretty consistent pain experience, but it's origination Most of the time, not all, but most of the time is emotional. So that's why emotional healing is really absolutely important for all physical healing. And I would argue you can't do physical healing without it. So that's the first piece. Secondly, you're in a masculine body. The masculine body is more dense. It actually can hang on to pain in a different way. Pain tends to move through the feminine body in a, in, a, in a different way, in a more formless way. That's why women have a better pain threshold. That's why we can give birth and not lose our minds. And so it's actually important for women to have that higher pain threshold because of the kind of formless work we have to do. But for the masculine body, to hold on to energy is its nature because you have more form. You're more structured so you can manifest. Man, man manifesting. Men manifesting is the absolute nature of the masculine, is being able to literally manifest in all dimensions. So most physical pain for the men, the root causes have a lot to do with worthlessness, with not feeling capable, with not feeling fulfilled, with not feeling like you're actually meeting all the duties that you have allowed to bring into your life fully. And most physical masculine pain is related to that. And so addressing your emotional body is going to literally alleviate your physical pain in dramatic ways. So that being said, The physicality of pain is actually for information's sake, just like any other kind of energy. So, there's the ancient templates of wisdom, there's many of them. But, you know, you can speak, for example, David, and you don't know why, but you can. You can, we can all sing to a certain extent, maybe not great, but we can all sing. But why? Why can you sing? You don't know. You don't know, it's wisdom that you have, not knowledge. The knowledge was left out of all that because most of it came from trauma. So us being able to blow up this whole concept of pain and say, what if I just started over and pretend that I know nothing about pain, which is more true than what I think I know and really take a look at pain. So when I psychically look at pain or when I psychically look at your body, David, I see an incredible amount of power being held in parts of your body. And your body's waiting for you to be the commander. You are a commander of your body. The body wants your attention. So my suggestion to you, this is a technique. Take a look at this pain. Ask God to show you what does this pain really look like. And it's not dark. It's actually full of a lot of power and light. And then really go into the physical parts of your body and say, well, what emotion comes up when I think about how bad my shoulder hurts right now? What emotion comes up when I think about how bad my back hurts right now? And dig in to that emotion and welcome it. And furthermore, the last piece is to actually allow the pain to move through you. It's waiting for your permission to be radiated as light. So I'm constantly giving my body permission because I have to, to function. Dear body, I fully give you permission through my heart with my whole soul. Allow this pain to radiate as a source of light for the whole world. Mm -hmm. That's what you're here to do, my friend. You are a source of light. Don't try to get rid of the pain. It's one of the greatest things that your body can create. It's the most wonderful, strange mystery of being human. So go for it, go deep. Really be in love with your pain, David, because it's a gift. It really is a gift. It's beyond our true understanding with our mind. You'll not be able to get this with your mind, but you can literally allow it with your heart and let God Through contemplation, through prayer, let God show you the truth of pain. And it will be a miracle for you. It will be special. You will see it specially for you. A special miracle. And I don't know what that will look like. But you have something right in front of you that you weren't able to see just yet. Now you can see it. But sit in prayer and God will show you. Thank you. You're welcome you're beloved blessings you too
0: thank you david um wow kathy i know you had written in the chat and now you've found a way to unmute um do this so you want to unmute yourself
3: thank you alara hi elizabeth hi kathy so nice to see you. you Um, I have a question about what I'm currently experiencing Um, a tremendous amount of energy and I'm, I'm feeling a bit discombobulated. Like it seems my sense of time is very skewed. Like yesterday feels like months ago and I feel like everything is so different yet. I look around my home and it's the same and it's, a little bit disorienting and I'm, I'm focusing on staying in my body, um, grounding, um, a lot of those things, but I just feel like there's so much change. Like I'm not the same person and I'm just, could you speak
1: about that a bit? Help well, me out first bit. off, congratulations. Congratulations. You. you have entered into a new dimension. Oh, this is what dimensional expansion is like. And Kathy, it just can get weirder. Okay. So, so you're in for a cool ride. <laughs> but here's the deal. So you've been doing some work on yourself for a really long time and the opportunity for continued expansion has happened. It's been subtle. A door doesn't open because there's no rooms when it comes to dimensions, there's no separation. So the house, which is actually your body, the, that's the first house, is. It's, it's the same. It's just that now your soul is more in your body than it was before. So what do I mean? The, the DNA is a house. It's an open floor plan with 12 rooms, but they are all open to each other. They were all filled with trash bags. And so you've been trying to navigate and get by being this individuated you but only really inhabiting a small portion of your house Mm -hmm. so now you've been doing all this work and now there's a huge amount of trash bags moved out of the way and suddenly now your soul can inhabit a lot more of your house which is why you're like well I feel different and uh, am I am I different no not exactly it's not that you're different it's that now your soul is taking over the embodiment more fully and not just trauma. So keep the work up with the trauma piece because the house will become more and more clear and expanded and yes, you will start to perceive that everything around you is not as it seemed because you're perceiving it from 12 dimensions at once. And so people mm-hmm. think that they are experiencing 3D, but folks, If you were just experiencing 3D, this wouldn't look the way it does. If you just narrowed it down and you and you said, well, I'm only experiencing 3D right now, it wouldn't look like this. You're not experiencing just 3D. You're a 12 dimensional being with all of them on at once. So what's happening to you, Kathy, is your soul's taking over your body more, and you're going to remember more, which is why things don't look the same, even though physically, technically, they're the same.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Because you're going to start to perceive more about them. Then the next step is then you're going to feel one with everything, and it's going to feel really psychedelic and strange. And then you'll start to physically see fractals and changes and particles of consciousness and you're going to be like, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be so physically seen. Yes, that's exactly how it will be. So it seems strange, but there's (laughs) nothing bad or strange happening to you at all. It's actually a, a wonderful thing that we can congratulate you that you have now opened up more access to the true you and more dimensions of reality. So the key is don't ever resist resistance is death resistance is illness. I just told David not to resist pain. Don't resist the weirdness either. Don't resist it being don't resist timelessness. You just entered into timelessness of course. Yeah. And it's going to get stranger and stranger, but you'll just have to suspend your disbelief that this is, then your new normal and you, you will end up acclimating to it and then it'll even out and then there'll be another level of weird. So just be present, be very present. Like you're doing, be in your body. There's nothing special you have to do except to surrender and not resist what's happening to you. But this is exactly what it sounds like. Okay. What you're going through.
3: Thank you. And, and will that, um, my memory is not good at all. Is that a part of it? Will that That's level out? Do. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, I lean on tech for that. You know, I keep a calendar um, mm. and that helps. And, and if I have to, I'll do smaller and smaller information, leave yourself sticky notes, work with it. Um, and that'll get better because what's happening right now is you're actually remembering more soul memory and it's, and it's kind of clashing with your daily memory, and these two things can exist in harmony. But you're trying you're trying to acclimate to something very new, so don't beat yourself up. Don't get all upset about little stuff. You know, it's all it's when it comes to most things, it it's fixable. Um, mm-hmm. But be gentle to yourself is definitely key, and do the best you can and navigate with what you have. So that's normal for you to feel wonky with your memory, yeah. Okay.
3: Amazing. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. That's so good. Yeah,
0: it Thank you. You're welcome. Thank awesome. <laughs> thanks, Kathy. Awesome. Um, uh, there was a question from Janine in the chat that I kind of missed. And she said, last night I felt the impact of billions of humans suddenly learning the hard truth of their oppressive history all the betrayals, the lies, etc., and it was shattering. How can I be of assistance with these imminent revelations and their inevitable effects on humanity?
1: Shattering is wonderful. Shattering is wonderful. <laughs> Let me give you an example, right? So at one point, a long time ago, when I was um, my teacher's assistant, I made some mistakes and they, and they were, they were stupid mistakes, um, but energetically I was screwing up and she fired me and it wasn't, it didn't go well. And she said to me, you are like a vase with a crack in it. And this is where that attitude of I'm throwing the cup out comes from. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fix the crack. I'm going to get rid of the vase. So I worked really hard for three months. I got rid of the vase altogether. She took me out to lunch to check up on me because she really cared and cares. And she's like, something's different. What happened? And I said, I am no longer a vase. I am no longer willing to be a container for my own ego and my own trauma and she was like holy cow I'm really impressed that not only are you not willing to just fix the vase and keep you know walking on you shattered it willingly turns out Janine that the collective was also willingly shattering their whole concept of their history quite willingly I actually am experiencing something a little bit different than pain around that. I'm seeing people with great relief. Like finally, I could feel it. I could tell with my body that that wasn't real. And now we're knowing the truth and it's really strange and weird. And yeah, there's lots of betrayals but there's some really good juicy stuff here too. And now I can look at myself in a new light and see the truth that I am an incredible being of power. And I don't have to give that power to anybody. It's mine to wield with grace, with joy. So there is another side to that coin. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with righteous anger, man. We need some of that righteous anger to burn up some of this stuff going on. There's a few things that Kali and Pele need to come in and destroy. So let's do it with joy and gusto. You know, let's make a bonfire out of this stuff. Let's do it. So there's nothing wrong with that either. But what you can do best is to be willing to shatter, to fall in love with the shattering of your own projections and illusions every day. That's the best thing you can offer consciousness because then it gives everybody else a a template, a blueprint, a blueprint for them to be able to shatter more and more and more of what they thought was real until they're able to do what Kathy's doing and actually begin to open up the dimensions and navigate the true self, which is so extraordinary and so mind blowing that most of us haven't fully got a true taste of it yet. But those of us who have, are reveling in it every day and projecting it as a radiance out to consciousness versus a projecting of what I think is real or something that I want to hang on to, we can radiate the joy of the shattering. And that is what you can do, Janine, is just enjoy it. Be willing to let the vase shatter and melt away and take the shelves down where it sat and repaint the entire wall or just get rid of the wall and see what happens, see what that kind of light will be like when you're living without any walls anymore. There's a lot of light that's gonna come in. Mm -hmm. So this is how I perceive it. It's not so much of a difficult thing or something we need to mitigate whatsoever. It, It will have its variety of reactions And some of them will be wonderful and positive, but yeah, you know what? Anger is a good thing. It's a great amount of power behind that. And there's some things that need to be thrown in the bonfire, so be it. That ash and that lava, many new things can grow from that.
0: Great, great question. Thank you, Janine. And yeah, it's it's time to let those old illusions, old projections, old beliefs, old stories, let them shatter so that the new can come forward, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Exactly.
4: Um, <clears throat> Sarah, you've had your hand raised for a while. You want to ask a question, Sarah? Hello. Hi, Hi, Sarah. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, I for so long felt like I was just you know in gestation, working with post traumatic stress, uh, meditating, doing all that. <clears throat> I was such a go getter, you know started schools you know working three jobs at once homeschooling my children all that stuff and then suddenly um i was just alone and with no income and no career and my kids had left and all that and now i am uh, like there's something on my camera um uh, and now with the end of covid or maybe with the end of the work i'm doing i'm being pulled in ten directions at once you know i've got a mitzvah mom who's you know desperate for my entire attention but at the same time um you know i've been planning a funeral with somebody who was sick forever and she just died and i need to be with her family and it's um it's it's overwhelming in a way that it just makes me want to shatter as you've been talking about to other people it just makes me want to um just say everybody leave me alone every time i turn around you know there's some family drama or something that needs to be dealt with in a big way engaging with my sisters in a way that i haven't for years and years over the family drama and everybody pulling on me at once i don't get it I'm still not being paid for a lot of it. That's part of the drama with a close friend dying and counseling his family every day for hours. Do you see anything in my energy or in my timeline or anything that it could explain to me? I mean, am I just supposed to keep going or tell everybody to leave me alone?
1: Well, probably a little bit of both. I mean, you, this is, this is where I would use that formula of, well, what's keeping me from my joy um, and what, what can I be doing to cultivate more joy? Right? So um, the key is to notice, you know, okay, well, one thing that's keeping me from my joy is that I'm not getting paid. There's not an energetic exchange here. That's up to you. And so you really have to draw that line and say, all right, we need an energetic exchange, folks. It may not look exactly like money. And, And so you can say, you know, all right, I'm willing to continue to talk to you all, but I need an energetic exchange. We need some kind of exchange to happen from here. I can't do this for free. It's not appropriate. It is not ethical for you as a practitioner of God to not have an exchange fulfilled. And that's really important. You know, I know that so many people who are givers and healers and practitioners out there they give a lot and they don't make that line in the sand and and they suffer in the ultimate end because they then lose a lot of energy and they're they're fed up and they get to that point where they they just shut down and they burn out and they say everybody leave me alone and you don't want to end up in a burnout cuz that's what'll happen if you don't actually draw this line with the people around you. And that drama, you know, too bad, too bad. It's a lesson that they have to figure out too, that there has to be an energetic exchange. Otherwise the asymmetry becomes so great that the that you will literally physically stop functioning. So you can't do that to yourself it's an act of great service to the world for you to have an exchange happen is so key here. And then there's, but there's a part of you who's like realizing like, wow, I'm, I have, I have so much power that I have literally 10 different families needing my attention right now. That's how I see it. I have so much power. I am such a source of light that 10 different families need me right now, and they need that light, and they need the gifts that you have, right? I've been struggling with this too, because it's like a weird problem to have, but I literally have so many emails every day that I can't answer them (laughs) in a timely manner anymore, or you know, I have so many sessions I'm booked out for so long, even when I'm adding days on to the week that I'm that I know I'm going to burn out because I've done that to myself before. So I have to be so careful. It's a, it's an act of service, Sarah, for you to actually draw that line and say, I need me time. I need space. I oh, this These are my office hours, folks, unless it's a holy cow emergency. And this is my exchange that I require. And sometimes you can let people like your friends, you know, say, you can say, let's do an exchange. You know, think about what you want to give me in return for this. Is it going to be money? Is it going to be service? Is it going to be time? Are you going to send your, you know, kid to come and mow my lawn? What are you going to do? Something. Well, um,
4: yes. And there must be something intrinsic in in me that feels like um, I, I, just kind of can't ask my mate a very very close dear friend just died and his ex-wife and I were on the phone every day and when should they go to Israel and visit him or shouldn't and problems with the girlfriend all this stuff it's like I just I don't have it in me to say there needs to be some exchange on this time because I'm gonna lose friends and alienate people and it's hard for me to, the guy I had as a housemate, when he would ask me a question, it was just doing things that were so terrible for his health, not to tell him because he wasn't gonna make a session with me. So do I give it or do I not give it? That, that's kind of what it comes down to. And a lot of- you. and a, You're and a,
1: afraid that you're gonna lose some of your community, Sara, which is a very clear and important fear, but follow your fear. When you draw this line, you may lose friends, but the truth is, is probably you won't. And you would got to give it a try to find out. And if they are objecting against some kind of exchange, even if it's a promise for something later, then they weren't your real friends.
4: Yeah. And it and it's business too. It's like people who, as a rabbi, you know, will come and do a consult mm-hmm. with me and we're deciding that I'm doing their wedding. And then they decide to go in another direction, but I did, had a two and a half hour meeting with them. It's like, I'm getting ready to write those people and the people that I planned their wedding for, cause I couldn't officiate. I was at another one and I trained her aunt to do it. And they just never paid me. So, but also just now I'm, Uh, I was just wondering if there's something in my field in my energy that's causing me to be pulled on by so many people now I about the joy thing, I am totally happy yeah joyous to do joy i ride my bike i get a little stoned i go swimming (laughs) with music i get under the water with my music and a little stoned i mean i program it in because i need the joy i go lay on the grass if i'm not feeling good i just lay there bare hands and bare feet you know taking it in hug my favorite trees pray talk to my angels everything else and I just wondered if there was something in my energy right now because so many people it's just are- just that
1: parents. you're a wellspring of light, honey. <laughs> you're a wellspring of light. Of course they're gonna come and draw from that, but they, they, there has to be a give and take. And that's the, that's the lesson right now. That's what you're here to learn at the moment and what you've drawn in, because you've created this. There's nothing intrinsically bad or distorted about what's happening. It's actually just a lesson in sovereignty at this moment and saying, actually, exchange is uh, how the universe works. So if you're not going to play by the universe's laws of energy, then you'll continue to burn out and be sick and tired of everybody.
4: Okay. And how are you doing?
1: Fabulous now. Thank you. Okay.
4: We'll talk soon.
1: Thank you. I'd like that. Okay. Thank you, Sarah.
4: Thank you.
0: All right, I want to take a few minutes, Elizabeth, and talk about your package, your special yeah. offer. Because it's like, we've been having this wonderful conversation and these wonderful questions, which I absolutely love. But then it's like, sometimes I got to look at the clock, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, one second. So let me just get that. So it's Elizabeth's package this time around is Available at laura.at4 slash show4 slash Elizabeth 3. I am going to sh- share my screen in a second. Just see if I can do this first. <clears throat> One sec, here we go.
2: Elizabeth, it's Caroline. Can we, before the show ends, do a, uh, a portal of light around the UK, all of us?
1: Well, I think we ought to allow the earth to do that, but we can stand in a witness for it. It's I'm not gonna be leading pillars of light anymore. Mm. I'm gonna be encouraging all of us to stand in witness to what the earth can do. That's a big shift since solstice. So that's something we can be in witness to, but we can ask the earth We can ask Mother Earth, would you be willing, Mother Earth, to do so to create a wave of light? And what she can make is far better than what we've ever made.
2: And so, can I add something, Alara, do you mind?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, go ahead.
2: Okay, so Mother Earth, our bodies, right? Earth, my body, spirit and air and so forth. So if we're asking Mother Earth, aren't we asking ourselves as well? There's a little confusion in there.
1: Well, our embodiments arise from and are nurtured by the Earth. But we're asking the Earth and her body to do the work at this point to unfold and unleash the dimensions she's already acclimated to and integrated. And now she's actualizing so we can ask dear earth, would you actualize on behalf of all of your children, a beautiful wellspring of peace and whatever light is most necessary for the learning and the evolution of your experience and ours. That's how I would put it. And we can all do that all the time over any issue.
2: Yes, thank you, thank you, thank
1: you.
0: Awesome, thank you, Caroline. All right, so Elizabeth, I'm gonna share my screen again. Okay. <laughs> a second. Yeah. All right, so this is Elizabeth's full embodiment of new sovereignty package. So we're, we were talking about embodiment on the show, embodiment of joy, for example, and we're talking about sovereignty.
1: So um, there's a few elements in this package, so, Elizabeth, do you want to go over that? I'm very happy to jump in. So first thing is, I want to help you to be able to really get into your body. And you need to understand the dimensions of consciousness to be able to do that. Because your body's inheritance is the 12 dimensions of reality. And so I taught two classes. Each of them are three hours long. So that's six hours of training around the dimensions of consciousness, how to navigate them, what to expect, pitfalls, all kinds of juicy stuff all the aliens from all the different dimensions and that kind of thing, but also how to really utilize them in your body, right? That being said, then you really need to understand DNA. So I've added in this class called Remembering DNA, the History and Practicality of the Temple of Light. It's a two and a half hour long class where I really delineate the history of DNA, why it was created exactly, which is not very well understood and then of course, how it exact how it got to the point where we're actually using it here right now. Then you need to understand the alignment of your body, which is the three brains, the three minds. Your brain, heart, and gut are the three minds. And I want you to be able to not only read the ebook that I wrote, but have access to three two-hour-long classes, one about each of these brains, the brain, the heart, and the gut, a big, huge workshop all about the three minds, how to utilize them, how to heal them, how they work together, how they don't work, and how to use them for discernment, right, then I developed a technique that is based partially off of anthropological theoretical work that I did that was all predictive models, among other things but also mysticism and I call it being the body oracle technique or how to find answers for yourself right because it's really easy for us to want to go reach out to a psychic or someone else to get lots of answers but you you can actually get extremely quality detailed answers from your own body so this backs up all of those other classes as well by honing it into something that is workable every single day for small medium and large choices navigating your daily life but you need to be able to be your own oracle and you are your body is an incredible tool for that and i want you to be able to know how to do that easily and then i wanted to add the three class paths i have a huge body of work being a content creator is practically all i do i've taught probably over 250, 300 different classes over the past 20 years. And I have a massive amount of information at your fingertips. Classes about things that you probably hadn't even thought of yet. So a lot of that's available to you, but I want you to be able to either draw from my library that I already have because of different interests you have. Maybe you want to work with your third eye more. Maybe you want to heal trauma more. Maybe you have certain things around judgment you want to shift maybe you want more communication training relationship stuff i've got that all covered for you or you can use your three class pass for new classes that i'm going to be teaching i'm going to be teaching about relationships and communication quantum healing a lot of different things this year so i've got a lot planned for the rest of the year and you can use that three class pass to get a free pass to any of those um, and so that three class pass is good forever, however long you want to use that. And then the lo- other thing is a lifestyle of light ebook. It's three specific tools I use every single day to get rid of all those trash bags in my house faster than you could possibly ever imagine, especially now, but also to really reclaim my power and light every day too. And these three tools have been literally life changers. So I call it a lifestyle of light ebook and it's an interactive ebook for you to work with where you get introduced to my three very favorite tools in the whole wide world for the enlightenment and embodiment process and lastly a year subscription whenever you join my community to our monthly calls the next one's actually this coming friday because i wasn't feeling well so i couldn't do it in february but february's community call is this friday (laughs) and so sign up and come and join me and let's do these beautiful two hour long check-ins where we dig in and we really answer a lot of questions. We talk about what's happening in consciousness, different things that have been learned on the table for all of us. And then we do some inner work. um, Or in this case, we had been building pillars of light like Caroline had mentioned, but but I have a, a new way for us to help to simply ask our mother the earth herself to do some incredible healing on our behalf and it's much more miraculous i found than us doing it for her so there's a lot for us to play with in this package i wanted to make sure you had what i think of as exactly what you need for embodiment sovereignty power light all of these pieces and of course even physical pain is addressed in much of this. So I hope that you'll be able to enjoy this and really use it for your journey.
0: Awesome, thank you, Elizabeth. And yeah, it's a great package, lots of content, lots of wisdom, lots of teachings, and it's available for $97, and you can use a two and three part payment plan. It's available at checkout, and please do use the 10% gift code for me, TACS10, to take advantage of that as well. Thank you Elizabeth and there's so, in, you know you are you have so much wisdom, right? you have so you, you have done so many classes, but there's always new information coming to you, right New information is always coming. So there's a, like like you said, you're we're on the cutting edge, right but that cutting edge the edge is always moving're right? yeah, so, okay. <laughs> continually on the cutting edge, right so it's and and all the information and wisdom and teachings, they're not old even if you got something from last year for example it is all going to still be relevant to you yes. it's not just because it was from last year does not mean it's not going to be it's not going to be relevant anymore cuz we we're all at different phases in our journey and on our path so some things will you know spark our interest resonate with us more than other things so just you know be just be conscious of what do you require now that's the question yes. you have to ask yourself what do i need now or my path, my journey, you know, where I'm at.
1: Absolutely. And there's so much, um, there's very little of my library that I would say is not relevant at this point still. Yeah. It's just the nature of the information because it's about the human experience. And my job literally is to do this. So <laughs> that's what I came to do. It's all,
0: it's all relevant. It's all useful. And there's practical tools as well as, as wisdom and teachings in, in all the packages. All right. So do you want to take one or two more quick questions? Or yeah. how are you doing on how are you doing on time? I'd love to. My throat is always like, I don't know what's <laughs> what goes on with my throat during these calls. I have no idea. Um, Melinda, you have your has you've had your hand raised for a while. You want to unmute yourself?
3: Yes, hello, lovely ladies. Hello. <laughs> Hi, <Linda. laughs> Um Yeah, I can really relate to the uh, young woman that was speaking about, you know, uh, memory and time and also um, a little bit more uh, with the gentleman as well with a lot of clearing taking place. You know, the gut, which has been a chronic issue for a while. It is lightening up. But, you know, I'm beginning to see how, you know, um, it is multidimensional when you have parasites and how (laughs) being highly sensitive and realizing that I'm no longer willing to take on other people's emotions and gunk and then working in a nursing home situation. So anyhow, I really, yeah, so it's just been quite a journey, but I had some questions about you know, you spoke about joy, you spoke about enli- enlightenment, you spoke about embodiment, okay? I'm a little, sometimes I get confused in everybody's different perceptions of all of these, Yeah. you know, because I wanna come in and I'm, mine is for full embodiment. Good. So, um, and joy has also been inaccessible to me and so far in this lifetime and having to clear a hell of a lot of trauma and also, you know, playing on the dark side for a while. Yeah. So coming, you know, out of that as well. So what is like, I thought that when you are marrying your higher consciousnesses and becoming more fully embodied, I mean, that's what's been so hard on my body is getting rid of, or not getting rid of, but allowing it to be felt and moved and come up and out for more for more of the real me to come in yeah and so in that it's been you know and i'm a 62 year old body that abused it pretty well because for the longest time you know alcohol and drugs were my escapism Mm -hmm. so um going through that but in that marrying of your higher levels isn't there a, an allowing of, of joy, a remembering of joy? And also what's the difference between that and enlightenment or is there a difference?
1: That's a great question. And this actually comes into this thing around merger being really important, a mystical skill called merger, right? So um, I, I don't know what enlightenment now is all about fully because it's so new. All the rules and and have changed except for one. And that is that enlightenment is gonna be different for each of us because you are a unique frequency. You are a unique being in this universe. There's only one of you. And so my path to enlightenment is alone through my own individuated experience home to source so it's going to be different for each of us and now enlightenment can't just be done with the mind merging with all these beautiful aspects of ourselves and the soul now it has to be done with the whole body so that means that your trauma work is actually the best thing you can be doing and yeah there is a memory of joy but here's why Um, as you're merging with what shows up, you know, we, we take these trash bags technically and we go in and we kind of dig through them because there's a lot of information and treasure and juicy tidbits that we can learn from if we're in that self-inquiry process from those dense trash bags of trauma. And then we, by opening them up, we explode out the consciousness under pressure And there's a release, there's an expansiveness that feels like peace, that feels like elation, that feels like light. So when you do deep trauma healing, there's an expansiveness that happens because you didn't throw out the knowledge and wisdom from the trauma. You actually included it in your library of of light. But there is the other side of the library. And the library is very circular source doesn't prefer one aspect of reality versus another that's actually a pitfall in consciousness to believe that source prefers anything over anything else that's why the library when as the the way that i see it is circular and the containment of the entire library is actually love itself it's the concept of it exists therefore it is loved your trauma exists Therefore, it is actually loved by consciousness for how much information and power and energy it has. And so we need to balance this stuff out because duality is an attribute of our universe. It's really important for us to cultivate getting to know both sides of the library. One side, there's a lot of peak separation energies like abuse. And then there's all these peak oneness energies on this other side like joy and we tend to hang out in the peak separation part of the library a lot, but we're doing it very consciously. My argument is go into neutral, go to the center of the library, which is actual real unconditional love. Be neutral about what you're perceiving as information around you. It's, it seems like suffering when you're in it, But the truth is, is it's pure information under pressure or pure information, not under pressure. That's it. And so when you're standing in that neutral space, when you're feeling like a lot of the trauma come up in a daily experience, maybe you're in a nursing home situation and somebody says something really mean to you and it triggers you and it creates a cascade of memory around trauma and you can feel it in your body. You want to notice that. All it's doing, all that comment did is show you a myriad of trash bags that are available for you to expand out and merge with the information, therefore no longer holding it separate from yourself. So you're going to say, Well, that makes me think of all these memories of childhood where I was treated really bad. And then you welcome it and you dig in and you allow it. And by allowing it, allowing the feeling of that pain, that abuse in your body, you end up standing in this frequency called abuse. And after a period of time, especially when it becomes most agonizing, that's when everybody runs away, that means you're almost done. So you're letting it burn away. It should burn. It should be uncomfortable. It should be tense when you're doing this work. It should. That means you're doing it right because you're gonna feel it burn and be uncomfortable in your body. That's clearing, that's real true clearing. And then here's the conscious way to do this, is then you say, all right, now I feel the, the abuse now is sort of burned away. This layer of trash bags is burned away and I feel the expansiveness on the other side of it. It literally happens in a split second like walking through a waterfall. It's really uncomfortable getting pounded by hot water and shame and abuse and all this. And then once you're finally acclimated to it, you're able to move through it. And there's a an expansiveness that occurs. This is literally real time what happens when you slow it down. Then you have an opportunity. Now you've cleaned up a huge amount of trash bags you're opening up more dimensions of consciousness in your body and you're bringing in more light, which I would argue is totally full body enlightenment. That's, that's full body enlightenment right there. You are bringing in more light when you're clearing the trauma, but then you need to go and kind of dip your toe in on the other side of the library, because you just stood in a waterfall of abuse until you acclimated to that wisdom because that is literally a frequency called abuse, which is full of wisdom. And now you need to go kind of dip your tone to something else. So work with something you do have access to more easily and more readily from your memory. Something that might be a little bit simpler than joy. Joy is different than happiness. Happiness is different than peace. I felt peace. So I I can go hang out and allow myself to be doused in peace and fill my house with peace for a little bit and go take a shower in the peace for a little bit don't get attached to it that's not the point just fill your cup and then go back to neutral which is love and being able to stand in that and say wow i just really opened up this polarity to a whole other level yay me and then you become a more universal then The next time the lady at the nursing home says something mean, it moves through you and doesn't cause anything to be pinged in your body. And that's your benchmark. That is your clue. And this will literally happen. There's very, very little at this point that gets thrown on me or that I bring in that will trigger any kind of discomfort in my experience anymore. It's very, very real measurable results that you can get. And you'll be able to attain a very high state of being able to perceive the perfection of the abuse. That's the big, huge censure in consciousness. You hit the 11th dimension and suddenly the entire life that you lived and all of that is absolutely perfect. And that's where you're headed if you continue this great effort that you've put in to your work as being melinda so that's the that's the process slowed down you may not have access to joy yet but you're quite right in knowing from a soul level that the more trauma you clear the more you will remember from a soul level true joy i'm just now starting to feel it and remember it in a deeper way because i've really believed I wasn't gonna be able to have that. And now as I've cleared so much trauma, I'm actually experiencing these new frequencies on the peak oneness part of the library that I had had experienced in other lifetimes. But now I get to do it in this lifetime. So just keep going. It gets more rich, you get more access. The different gates of the library open to you And you will find that you'll be able to experience better energies than you did before. But balance these things out. Don't always just do trauma healing. Go stand in the energetic of peace of of something that you do know really well, uh, or at least well enough to go and get to know even deeper. Just start with what you've got, and then it'll expand, and you'll have a lot more access from there. I hope that makes sense, Melinda. No, it makes perfect sense. And I felt like when
3: you were speaking with me, it was bringing up even more trauma.
1: <laughs> this is actually a great blessing. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to say something to you, Melinda, and I want you to meditate on this, right? I don't want okay. you to think about it. I want you to contemplate. It. I want you to feel what I'm going to say. Melinda, you are so powerful that you picked an extremely hard lifetime on purpose because of your power. When people come to me and say how traumatized they are, I say, that's because you're that powerful. That literally is a measure of your power as a soul that you were willing to come in as Melinda and give this a try, give this immense amount of wisdom that is called trauma, a real good look because that's how powerful you are. Your pain and trauma is a measure of your power. I want you to just contemplate it, feel it, feel your power. Well, Recognize that, you. that that is true, play with that. I will play with it
3: and I thank you. You're welcome, Melinda. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you, Elena.
0: And you know, that's it's interesting. It's like when, when you look back, you know, and at your life and all the experiences that you've had, you know, and you wonder, it's like, why did I choose this and this and this and this and this? this? I mean, I was saying this to somebody the other day. and It's like, yeah, it's like, I told her one thing. It's like, oh, I want to tell you all the other stuff, you know, it's like, it's just been one trauma after the other, after the other, after the other. It's like, I just don't even know. Um, But when, you know, when you say, well, it shows how powerful you are how much power you have okay mentally I get it right mentally I get that but at the same time it's like
1: (laughs) well I always look in the mirror and I say to myself holy cow I'm still alive exactly yeah I'm still here I'm still I'm so powerful that I went through all this crap and I'm still alive like I I went to a physical therapist at one point and he was like well tell me about um the traumas in your life I'm like well how long do you have (laughs) and the guys I start listing off especially just mainly physical traumas start listing stuff up he's like I'm pretty sure you have about 15 cat lives uh instead of nine like that's nuts how are you even alive you know, and most of us can actually say that to a certain extent. So, you know, that's power. My life force is so extraordinary. I'm still alive after all I've been through and same with all of you. And by the way, you came in, you're so powerful. You came in at the toughest time in human history when we have more trauma written in our epigenetic DNA than ever before in all time you are.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yay us, right? <laughs> so it is also about acknowledging that, right? Instead of beating ourselves up, instead of saying, why the fuck did I choose? Sorry, why, you know, why did I choose this? You know, like God, why? But instead of acknowledging, you know what? I chose this for a reason. I cleared so much stuff. I, I, I cleared so much trauma and blah, blah, blah. Awesome, good job. Good job. Yes. Like,
1: you know, wow, and a way
0: For my children to have better, better lives, better, better. At no point,
1: at no point can any of us say that we haven't learned mm-hmm. from this trauma.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm stating this because I know some of you have had, are still having so many challenges and so much trauma. And it's like we have to come back to acknowledging how powerful we are and how loved and supported we are. We always forget that, that even during all the trauma, everything that I went through, even though I felt alone, I wasn't, right? I wasn't. And there are many, many times where I felt like I was being carried by the divine because I couldn't handle it myself, right? So I was being carried by the divine. So no, you were never alone. And it's about looking, at, looking back sometimes is easier than when you're in in it and recognizing how blessed we are how yeah. truly blessed we are how truly special and supported and loved we are that we were able to get you know get through those traumas get through those situations not always with grace but but we got through them right but but you know what we're still here we learned a lot we, we've had these wonderful experiences and You know, today, like I I said at the beginning, it is Mahashivratri, and so Shiva is one of my main support systems, and, you know, my deepest desire is that he sends you all blessings so that you can perceive and receive how loved and supported and blessed you are. That is my deepest, well. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to say I'm sorry for all the challenges you've had, but I'm not because it gave you so much wisdom and it helped us all collectively to grow and expand and raise our consciousness, raise our vibration. You know, it it's helped everybody. So, I, you know, as much as I would like to say, I'm so sorry you went through that. You know, it served it's served all of us. So don't look on those situations as bad. Don't beat yourself up for maybe not having gone through it gracefully. <laughs> I definitely did not in some situations, right? It's okay. You're still here. You're still standing. You're still alive. You still made it. And there's so much more for us to share, you know, as we move forward.
1: Yeah. The last point I would love to point out is that when you feel like those are, there's a trash bag in front of you that you can't process, that's okay. It's okay to let grace do it. And grace is conscious. Grace is conscious. It's not a person, but it is conscious. It's sort of like the Holy Spirit. And grace is conscious, and you can ask for that. But, my friends, take a minute every day and turn around in your consciousness. Turn around and look at who has your back. Billions upon billions of ancestors, billions upon billions of star beings and angels you are incredibly supported because you are a miracle. You're a living miracle and your job right now is to be the very best human that you can be under the greatest pressure that's ever existed. You got invited to do this and you willingly took this invitation as a great honor, It's an honor to be human right now, especially in the trauma, that's the honor that many beings have been trying to take from you. This is why there is actual real possession because those folks didn't get invited to be in these bodies, right? They didn't get invited, you did, you got invited. That's how powerful you are and you have learned and you do learn and grace is here and so are all of our allies. So this is really key to the shattering part, the willingness to shatter every day. You're what you thought was real. It's gonna get more and more formless, my friends, and much stranger, much more amazing. And I'm gasping in awe every day at what I'm seeing, especially in you, because I, got, I get the opportunity, the pleasure, the joy, I do know joy. I feel joy when I do these calls. I feel joy when I talk to you individually in session. That's why I do this work, because it literally cultivates incredible amount of joy and amazement every day. And my greatest love in the whole world is to be in a state of wonder. And humans do that for me. I have a birthmark here. You can kind of see it it's actually a human and it's on my left. It's on my left hand. It reminds me every day of why I'm here Mm -hmm. and what I'm here to do. And that's to be human and be in this body and be with you and be together and be with mother earth and be with all of our allies and be. Yeah, so if that's, if that's where you get to folks is just to be, And to keep noticing the trauma and merging with that wisdom and noticing the other cool stuff and merging with that the best that you can and showing up every day, being present. That's incredible. That's an amazing achievement, especially at this time right now. Yeah. So it's much needed. Achievement
0: unlocked. You all are here. You showed up. You're present. Achievement unlocked for the day. Yes. Right. But it, it is. And so I just I want you all to take that and keep it in your heart. Remember that, you know, so as Elizabeth was saying, she has that little human on her on her uh, hand or hand to remind her. Right. For me, it's this little bump here. What is this little bump? This bump is to, you know, shine my light, share who I am, just be here in this physical body and embody more of my light and my soul and just express and share. And it's about loving my body, loving me, loving the planet. And it's so much easier now, even with all the trauma and all the drama, all the everything that's going on, it's so much easier to be at peace, to to love myself and accept myself and acknowledge myself and pat myself on the back. It's so much easier when you start to be aware of just, you know, how much you have accomplished already, how much you've done, you're still here, you're still standing, I'm so grateful. And I feel so blessed that I get to share this journey with all of you. I mean, you know, that's a blessing for me because a couple of years ago, I might not have been here, you know, still. So, you know, life changes so quickly, right? So allow yourself to be present, allow yourself to shatter everything. And it's in the shattering that you open up to light and love and your soul and joy, because the shattering is what's keeping us closed in and hemmed in and in and, and that box i mean not the shattering the, the unshattering right
1: yes absolutely yeah so,
0: Shatter away <laughs> i love that you know just let it all shatter because i remember you know i do i never gotta go but it's like the first time that happened to me was like all my foundations cracked everything was gone everything i believed in and that was my you know first awakening right so
1: allow yourself to wake up and be the awakening so yeah yeah and when the shattering continues it actually turns into an an act of grace that continues that's an effortless smooth ripple of energy constantly so the shattering can actually be sped up to the point where it's waves of consciousness and that's where i'm hanging out at the moment watching it un- unfold so yeah i love that and i see you alara as a living unicorn so <laughs> i love that <laughs> a
0: living unicorn yes that's what this is here that's my you know yeah. <laughs>
1: that's <Yeah. what> i've <laughs> always thought in my mind i'm like
0: she's just a unicorn <laughs> i love that um all right so we've talked a lot we have shared a lot i know we still have lots of questions you know people have questions in the chat people still have their hands raised etc but if you you know like we will definitely have elizabeth back on again but in the meantime please do work with her and uh, with her package so that you can start to un uh, it's going to start to shatter what's been there and holding you back from the love from the peace from the joy um it's available again at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Elizabeth three. I don't know if I said that before. And um, Elizabeth, it's like, I just love having you on the show. It's like, every time I see you, you're different, you know? It's like, you you're always changing. You're transforming. You're like, I don't know. There's so much more of you available for all of us. And so I really appreciate you sharing your gifts, sharing your vulnerability. Just sharing all of you, because I know that's what you do. You share all of you in these calls. And it's I so I so appreciate that. And I acknowledge
1: that about you. So thank you. Thank and you're you. doing the work. <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm trying to do it real time with you, alongside you. And thank you. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to be able to do this journey with you for so long and be able to share that change. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alara. And and we really do feel your heart, your heart space and your heart space has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: It has to. How can it not with all the love I receive from my community, right? And from all of you. It's like, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful. So thank you. And thank you everyone for being here. I know we didn't get to all your questions. I'm sorry for that for sure. Um, I apologize, but we, you know, it is two, two hours. My voice is going as you all know. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone for being here. And please do watch or listen to the replay because there's so much wisdom. And sometimes you don't get it all on the call, right? You need to go back and watch or listen again so that you can get more of it. Okay. And um, Elizabeth, uh, I feel like I want to come to Ecuador.
1: You are you're welcome. <laughs> Everybody's welcome. <laughs>
0: it's are like, oh, let's go. Yeah. So I just, I just love having you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate it.
1: You. All right, everyone.
0: I gotta go. My dogs are like wanting me now, so they're like, I have two now. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, so much. Until next time, may continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. And please, 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 be willing to receive the blessings of Shiva today. I mean, they're always available, but they're just magnified today, big time. So please receive whatever you require. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye for now.